0: Welcome, everybody, to Funeral Nation, episode 249. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. I am Ryan Thogmartin,
1: and uh, I'm straight from the gym. So what's up, Jeffrey? Well, I'm just off the plane from Key West, and uh, it it was quite a week down there. Before we get going? Is
0: that what you're saying? We're equally as stinky?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a Key West fan. I, I think it doesn't smell as bad as New Orleans, but it has the same vibe. So if that's your thing, have at it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm now certain that's not going to be on my list of places to go. There you go. However, in a few moments, we'll talk about why I was there. And that was a great positive. But speaking of great positive, before we get going, we have to recognize the fuel for this effing engine is c Financial. So roll that tape. We may be the largest insurance assignment company in the funeral profession, but that doesn't mean we've lost touch with our roots. Here in Rainbow City, Alabama, our priorities still come down to a welcoming smile and a handshake that says we keep our promises. With all the tools and technologies that assure blazing fast turnaround, what really matters is much more old school. Personal responsibility, integrity, relationships, and the pride that comes from hearing yet another client say, you came through for us. When it mattered. C&J eliminates the challenges that funeral homes have in processing insurance death claims. If cash flow is vital to your business, welcome home. All right, Ryan, you know, it's been a great week for me. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to celibate training, um, which was led by Matt Bailey and Glenda Stansberry. Yeah. I will tell you, I am all in there is nothing but positives from this and from my perspective of being in, I, I feel like I've done just about everything in this profession, okay. right? I've, I've had my fingers or, or dealt with, or, you know, both sides of, of vendor supplier to owner to, you know, working with a public company doing these things. This was, uh, I'd say in my funeral career, one of the standout, uh, trainings that had some actual meaning and relevancy okay. to it uh, i've never been to a celebrant training so why, why 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 do you feel that way i feel that way because the a celebrant will tell this life story okay um i heard so many times in there with uh examples of order takers as funeral directors like for instance someone had a, someone had the example of they sat down sorry for your loss how many death certificates do you want you mm-hmm. know I mean yeah. yeah it's pervasive out here uh, whether we want to say it or not it's it's a real issue so to me this is something that um it, it was personal because uh I've, I've been on the other side right. of the arrangement table and I saw what it could do by telling a true story Mm -hmm. and you know what it's a lot of effort and there's where I think a lot of people don't want to do that hey that's the minister's job etc but uh, you can turn um, a direct cremation into something that's lifelong and memorable and it to me is a great marketing tool because if you attend a service where a celebrant does a great job and I assume most of them do that changes things and in our profession you know Going in and sprinkling some water or doing your granddaddy's funeral is why, one of the reasons why we're, we're struggling right now. Yeah. But um, I want to give a quick shout out to some of my classmates, Chelsea, Kenzie, and Randy. I guess you could tell they're all in one generation. It's E something. Y'all were fantastic. I had a great time meeting those folks down there and absolutely have to talk about uh, Curtis Funk and I. We, uh, we paired up to do a, uh, celebrant service. And it was a person who had not been found presumed dead and was gone. And so, uh, we'll have to get some clips or something of it yeah. soon, but our friend Ellery Balker turned into Elroy Roy Booker. There you go. That's <laughs> and, a good uh, name change. it was, I, I have to say it was comic gold, but, uh, I will, I will absolutely give my stamp and, uh, stand behind our celebrant opportunity and if you haven't done it you should and um if you don't see the need for it frankly i don't think you should be in this profession call school me out on it tell have, me
0: why i have a question for you then do you feel
1: like this should be a requirement in mortuary school absolutely and some of the schools are doing it now okay. um, but you know you look at there's two things in a our profession that have to be done right number one It's uh, if you have the opportunity to embalm a body, better be good. That's right. If you're going to put on a service, it better have meaning. And you know what? Service doesn't mean that the day almost said it. Service doesn't mean that the casket has to be exactly centered on the church truck. Service has to have meaning and impact. It doesn't mean where you place your flowers and it's all perfect. Or we roll out, you know, to the cadence of the old rugged cross. That's not service. Okay. Service is impact and meaningful. And if you have that, you got something. Otherwise you need to go to the school. I
0: like it. I I like your passion on this because we've talked about the way to make a funeral more valuable. And, and when we don't, when we don't take the time to find the story and make the service about the story and the individual, that's where we're getting families that are just coming and going, coming and going. And it's, you know, in and out as fast as possible, no value. It's a race to the bottom. And that's, that's not a good thing.
1: That's a, you're exactly right. And to me, after experiencing this, this is an opportunity for us to step our game up. And so uh, for all of my classmates, congratulations, you're now certified. I actually have a little pin and a hey. certificate, uh, but it was impactful for me and I believe everyone who attended there. We heard some wonderful orators uh, that that shared and we also had some folks that um, aren't comfortable speaking in front of folks that did a really nice job. So. I uh, can't give enough to uh, Glenda and uh, our friend Matt for doing a really great job. So yeah, yeah I love thumbs it. Up y'all. That's good. Uh, real quick, little news going on. You know, it seems like these surcharges are going up with the gas. Um, and <laughs> we're not going to pick out a company, but it's not just a company. It's lots of companies. I get lots it. Of My question is to funeral professionals out here, and you can respond. Um, if you're getting surcharged up, are you absorbing that? are you charging the family? Okay, because why should you have to uh, absorb costs that are are going on? So uh, I'd love to hear back from our FN nation out here. What are your thoughts? Tell us a little bit about what's going on.
0: That's a real conversation because I mean, that's a real business conversation, right? And I feel like we shy away from business conversations in this profession too often. That's a real business conversation. And going, you know what, I'll just wait till fall when the price increase comes out and then I'll just raise prices then. I mean, that's six months of eating hundreds of dollars in surcharges. I I don't know. To me, that doesn't make sense from a business perspective. Um, and in my guess is some of these surcharges may go away, but they will be just put in packaged into the price increase that that comes in the fall. So sure. You know, and you know, well uh, raise your prices.
1: Our dear friend, Danisard used to say that, you know, if you base your pricing on your competitor to be $100 less when otherwise the rest of the year, you say he's the biggest idiot in town, you actually win for that price and position. So uh, anyway, shout out for that. I like it. But Lord have mercy, we tell the truth, you know, That's we just, right. um, I actually used a quote in uh, my presentation about Elroy, he was known to say, I'm not going to tell you to go to hell, I'm going to tell you the truth and it feels like hell. I think we've done that here at Funeral Nation a long time, you know, we make mistakes so and we pick them up. But the truth is, um, Celebrant is should be a part of every Funeral Homes team, period. I love it. I love it. It's a good Indian All right, trip. bro. I know you've got to go. We have some big projects working together. Yes. I am going to be up in uh, New Jersey next week with our friends, David Hernandez, right? Nice. And um, Mike, I'll tell you that uh, I'll probably have one or 12 dozen cigars while I'm there. But uh, let's see if we can knock something out while I'm traveling. And uh, I'll be traveling
0: as well. I'll be at the Ohio convention next week, uh, back in the old stomping ground. So.
1: Gotcha. We'll be across state lines. Um, Now that we said that, I'm sure that the Secret Service is uh, starting to do another uh, sweep of where the Funeral Nation guys are. Anyway, brother, thank you so much. 249. If you don't watch it, you can't uh, have any information. And bottom line also is if uh, (laughs) you have to be relevant to have an opinion. So come out here, give us an opinion, be relevant, get involved, stand up for your business. Okay, but stand up the right
0: way. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) until next time, have a great effing week
1: out here.